It's Gonzalo No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ooh, and we're back. 2023, ready to get hurt again, just like every other previous year. And we actually have a special guest with us today. We got Calypso from, we got La Ventanita Podcast, Vice City. What else you got going? I know you got a couple other things going on there. I know you got. That's that's mostly, yeah. Mostly. mostly okay. Oh, also, Bada 76, the U.S. men's national team, Bada. There you go. I'm sure you guys had well. a good time during the World Cup. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you joining us. Uh, first one of the year, first time we ever go live. Um, so we'll see how this goes also. But wanted to start off something new this year. And I uh, just wanted to see how you're doing, Chris. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Happy New Year to you as well, Calypso. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the right time to celebrate the new year. I mean, sh- sh- everything is just going down right now. Have you guys seen Twitter right now? It is wild. popping. Yeah. And that's not even including the U.S. men's national team drama. Um, yeah. We talk about that with, oh, uh, that, with yeah, my co-worker. That, that, that's, that's, that's a podcast a whole, on its own. That's a whole nother. You can start a whole nother battered Yanks podcast about that. Like, that's a whole <laughs> nother thing. Uh, but At some the inter- point, there's going to be a 30 for 30 about that. Oh, absolutely. Ooh. It's it's just the messiest, most American drama that you've ever seen. But doesn't that make us a little more uh, football? Like, like you, don't you need those scandals inside? I mean, like it's, it's all in, over the world. We have like we needed mm-hmm. something going in we England. The cooking. tabloids are crazy. Yeah, like the the tabloids are wild in England. Like I've seen them sometimes because you know I'm a Manchester United fan, so I follow it sometimes. The tabloids are wild up there. They have zero. Do you think TMZ is bad? No, nah. they're wild. <laughs> well, um, I we were going to record yesterday. Uh, we had a little conflict the schedule, so we pushed it back today. But I'm kind of glad we did because a lot of things went down today. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we ended up recording today instead of yesterday. We got our first official signing. And we also got a little rumors kind of just brewing there across the top. that got everybody excited over the last few hours. Um, but I, I feel like I have to start with the rumor. Because yeah. this one was hot and juicy. Now, back in October, at the end of the season, me and Chris were talking. And yeah. I said, man, would I love to have Joseph Martinez on this team? I don't think he'll take up a DP spot. I, I, now, everybody's telling me that he probably will. I don't know. But Joseph Martinez, former MVP, he scores goals for fun. Like, this guy on this team would be incredible. Now, Chris... Now, I, he was dominant. Now, Calypso, Chris is relatively new to soccer and into Miami, right? He got he dove in just a year, year and a half ago. So he sure didn't did. see Joseph Martinez at his height. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming you did. Yes. Tell me so, that you are as excited about this rumor as I am. If this is actually true, this is a baller move um, for many reasons. One, Joseph Martinez, um, The we had a lot of problems with people not trying that was that was a big criticism that i even i made with um gonzalo Guain. he turned that around i will fully admit that i'll eat crown that every day that's fine but he turned it around and he he proved everybody wrong like me joseph martinez is that kind of person he is very determined he's very hardworking, and that was one of the problems that he had in atlanta that he didn't feel like other players were working as hard as he was. That was a whole incident with him throwing chicken in the cafeteria or something like that. Like that was one of the <laughs> he issues over that, a table. He like flipping tables, like Jesus, like yeah. it, it was wild. So and and that was one of his issues. Like he didn't feel like the team were trying hard enough. Not even just the players, but even the front office. And he had problems with the front office because he felt that they were just playing to lose and whatever. So now that Does Phil that worry has, you at all though? No, that that actually that actually like that. That's what we need because especially when you look at how the the way Phil Neville didn't have the t- the locker room at first, and he eventually turned it around and yes. he got the team playing for him. Yeah, that is what Joseph Martinez was basically looking at, and be like, "Yo, look, look at them. They're they're turning their their whole season around." And um, Atlanta kind of kind of got worse, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't make the playoffs last season. So nope. yeah, so, and we did. So it's like he sees a team that he, he can see a different situation where he doesn't feel like people at Atlanta are taking everything seriously. He sees another team that's around in the same situation that are on the up. We're not where I think we should be, but we're making progress. We're getting there. We're, we're on the up and up. 
And he sees that. He's like, well, maybe this might be a better move for him. On top of that, he's Venezuelan. There's a huge Venezuelan contingency down here. Massive Venezuelan. They would love it. Um, we, we're, we're signing Argentinians. We signed, we just signed one today. We have, we're rumored to sign another one that was rumored like last week that we have Joseph Martinez for the, um, the, the Venezuelan market. It, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think he is motivated to play on a team that actually wants to play. Well, and if, if I'm if, not, if I'm not mistaken with Joseph Martinez and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I noticed in a couple games that they actually had him benched, no? Mm-hmm. And then sort of at the end of the season, that's when they kind of just said, all right, go out there and, and, and do you. And that's when he just started to kill it. Like, that's when everybody's yeah. like, okay, this is the Joseph Martinez that I remember from some odd years ago. So, I mean, it's like you said, he, he's the kind of guy that's kind of in this Iguain picture where it's like, okay, you're not really doing too much for me. Where's where's the productivity? And then all of a sudden, boom, he just mm-hmm. skyrockets into mass productivity. So I could see that happening where he does produce. And and Danny, I know you've seen a lot of Joseph Martinez too in the past couple of years. And it's crazy because you just uh, brought up sort of that culture thing of inner Miami where in the beginning, I, I, I also saw the same thing you saw where he didn't have like a grasp of, of his team. But then I guess Wayne? the whole... No, no, I'm talking about Neville. Oh, my yeah. bad. And then so mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have he finally gets his team together, finally gets his team to sort of hoorah behind him. I don't know if he put like a Eric Spolstra Phil, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Pat Riley kind of deal where it's like heat culture, whatever, Ugh, whatever. So but I mean, that could be the, the, the deal. I mean, Danny, what do you think about the Joseph Martinez situation? Uh, his personality worries me a little bit because I think he's mm-hmm. one of those fiery guys. He's a hot hundred percent. Yeah. So if things aren't going well, which sometimes they don't go well, I don't know how he's gonna act. If Pizarro is is on um oh, on guy. the field, and we're gonna get into that later, right? We're not gonna get into that right now. But hypothetically, just for this the sake of the Joseph Martinez conversation, if mm-hmm. hypothetically he's on the field. We saw how Iguain and Pizarro could not they, – they butted heads. How many times did Pizarro mess up and Iguain just start throwing his hands up? I think he was the mm-hmm. most demonstrative when Pizarro messed up more than anyone else. He, yeah. I don't think he liked Pizarro at all. Now, I could be wrong. That's just what I felt when I was watching the games. And I feel like Joseph Martinez might be in that mold where he might get frustrated on the field. I don't remember seeing that really. I, get, I didn't watch Atlanta that closely. But um, he, I know he's a hothead. That's his reputation. And he really clashed with the coach last year. Last year, he only played 12 games. And it wasn't necessarily all because he was hurt. It was because he got benched because of the, the way he was clashing. Now, I did mm-hmm. want to get into the, his pro- productivity, though, because he tore his ACL in 2020. He didn't play at all that year. Right? He played. Yep. He tore it, I think, in the first game of the season. That was the only yes. game he played. It was, it was, if it wasn't the first game, it was, it was extremely right. early in the season. So l- let me take Chris back. Let me take you back, Chris. 2018. He played 33 games, scored 30 goals. 2019, he played 32 games, scored 28 goals. Absolute monster, okay? Now, what am I hearing a lot lot of people today on Twitter say? Oh, but, you know, he's not the same anymore. He's not the same guy. He's lost it. After the ACL, he hasn't been the same. Well, I disagree. He's averaging almost one goal a game before the ACL tear. After he came back in 2021... He played 18 games, scored 12 goals. Yeah, not maybe the same level of productivity, but not that far off. 12 goals in 18 games is still that's crazy. That's still really good. Yeah, yeah especially then, with limited minutes. Then, that's really good. And last year, 2022, everybody's like, oh, he only scored nine goals, four assists. Remember, he only played 12 games. Or he only started 12 games. So he started 12 games, scored nine goals, and he had four assists. That means he produced or he assisted in 13 times out of those 12 games. I'm sorry, but that's productivity. He's producing. So I I understand why everybody's hesitant about the whole ACL tear or whatever and his personality. But as far as on the field, what he can bring to this team, I'm excited. And if we can do it, pull the trigger. I want this guy on the team. Now, the only issue and the question is, do you put him on a DP or no? That's that's the only issue. Yes. And you know what? And, and may, maybe it sounds hypocritical because I just said I would want him and I still think he can produce. But I don't know. Having him on a DP really scares me. Uh, mm-hmm. Those DPs, especially if Pizarro is still holding one of those DP spots. Because Pizarro having one of those DP spots is such a negative for us. 
because all of a sudden we only have two left. So mm -hmm. um, I, you got somebody here calling you out, Philip. So you got Javier. Oh, what's up, Javi? Talk to me. What, what's going on? <laughs> but so, you know um, what's you know what's scary yeah. about the whole thing though is that we just signed this guy Nicolas Stefanelli, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I mean, he's like a legit signing. This isn't a rumor here. So mm -hmm. we just added another striker behind Campana at this moment because Coco Jean, I don't know where that guy is right now. In I a legit been somewhere in Walmart. forgot about him because he got injured the week he arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he, I think, it, I think he got injured coming off of the plane. <laughs> he tripped on a carpet somewhere. Yes. <laughs> thing, the well, today's signing. They say that he is a could be a backup striker or a wing. That's basically what they told us about Coco John, that he was a versatile guy that could play backup striker or wing. So I, I feel like we're just loading up on depth up, up front. Now, what worries me is the back. But before we get into the conversation of the back, I, I kind of want to ask, like we already got over the Joseph Martinez. Well, real quick, before we, we, we get off the Joseph Martinez, I didn't ask. So if he's going to cost us a DP, Chris, would you want him? I don't know, man. Like he's like, I mean, I look at he's soccer. He's a monster. He's a monster, right? But like, I kind of look at soccer. Like, I don't know. I guess it's like dog years. Like, Iguain is like seen as old as hell. He wasn't really yeah, but, old, but like in soccer, he's kind of old. Joseph Martinez right? is only twenty eight, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like, know. That's when you're starting to go down at, at twenty eight. Yeah. No. I mean, look, starting. based based on his productivity. From last year, if you base the productivity with the amount of opportunities that he had, I can understand why he would get the DP money, right? Because the, it's still there. But I don't know if this is the guy that you want to throw all that money into, especially considering that you need it for the future. You don't know how long it's going to last with him as well. Those are those are key so, things. Mm. Um, giving him DP. I I, I wouldn't give him the DP, but I trust Chris Henderson to figure everything out. If he gets a DP slot, it is what it is. But he's hey, cooking. yeah, let Chris Henderson cook. I trust him fully. He knows what he's doing. You've seen what he does, what he's done with the uh, with the Sounders. He he's not um that other fat fuck. I forget his name. Um, the, our old sporting director. Who, sh who shouldn't be named anyways? He's not even worth remembering. Well, the only thing, the only thing I can't give, the only thing I can't give Chris is uh, is Coco Jean for getting that guy off yeah, the plane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and this guy I mean, literally what left do? on a wheelchair. He might still surprise us. He might still surprise yeah. us. Look, me and Chris, we were going at it a couple weeks ago because he kept telling me that he'd rather have Indiana Vasilev over Coco Jean. I don't know what Coco John is yet because I haven't seen him. I know what Indiana is. Yeah. is. You just see Calypso's face. I don't, face. Want, Indi I don't want Indiana. <laughs> I know what he is. Let him go ahead and shine in St. Louis. Good luck. Good luck to you. Yeah, I don't yeah, want him got, on this team Louis, anymore. Yeah. He had two goals all season, and those two goals came within like 10 minutes of each other. I understand mm -hmm. that those two goals help us win a game, but that's Big it. Time. That was his productivity this year. More. You got to produce more than that. Because he, so he, 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 he was more productive the year before. He got worse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Was he played over a thousand minutes, two goals. I, I'm good with him gone. Let's see what Coco John is. So um, now the reason I'm worried about the whole DP spot is because I really want Bosuelo on this team. If Bosuelo is gonna give me a have to take up a DP spot, I know a lot of people saying that he's on the wrong side of 30, but I'm okay with that. I'm sorry, he's the one that made Iguain all of a sudden show up last year. People could tell me all at once that it was Iguain all the time. He just had to, I don't know, grow into it or or find this footing. I'm sorry, that was the Pozuelo effect to me. That last, the second half of last year to me was Pozuelo. I think he was the team MVP. I know Iguain had to put the ball in the back of the net, but Pozuelo is the one that was finding him to put the ball in the back of the net. He's the one that opened up the space for him to make those runs. And I need Pozuelo back on this team. Am I the only one on this boat that feels like we need Pozuelo back on this team? No, I think, think we do. We definitely. Okay. I think we. I, um, I think we definitely should keep him. He was. He was one of the things that helped us score last year. He. We. We played a lot through him and um and our two Brazilians in the middle. They helped us a lot. They helped us shoot because that was one of the issues that we had years before. Is not we were playing our the midfield. Wings. Our, and our midfield was trash. We had a decent forward. We had okay defense, and then nothing to link them in between. So the way that Phil Neville likes to play that counterattacking play, it works because we can funnel through them. And then Drake Callender, his distribution has gotten so much better. 
Oh my god, yeah. his distribution's too other. It's not as good as Nick Marsman, but I'll take it. Because Nick No, Marsman, yeah, no. That, that, well, we tried Nick the Marsman, Nick Marsman, Marsman thing. Yeah, Nick, Nick Marsman, that was his one thing, was he can distribute like a motherfucker. He would be able to, from the from the box all the way to the corner all on the left, just bomb it. That was his thing. So I, I'm glad that Drake Calendar upped his game when it comes to distributing because we needed to play out the back end. Not even just play out the back, play out the midfield and distribute the ball given there so we can do counterattack. A lot of our goals were scored on the counterattack. Like even that that one chip goal against um Orlando, that was a counterattacking play, basically. Or Campana, yeah. But the thing is, before Pozuelo, we used to play up the wings. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like it was up the wings and and then and then center the ball. But once Pozuelo got here, we started playing up the middle. I, the mm-hmm. game changed for us. The offense changed, the tactics changed. I feel like the Pozuelo effect. Like everybody focused in on Iguain's improvement, not enough people were talking about the Pozuelo effect. So I want Pozuelo back for that reason. Now, Chris, are you with me on this one, or am I on on, on an island here? I mean, I think he's a great point guard, right? Like he's the guy that's making the play. Uh, mm-hmm. And Bryce Duke is good, but he's yeah. not there yet. I I he's need not there yet. the Bryce Duke slander to stop. No, I no, no. Let me tell you. To play more games. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna start tell you. Games. I'm gonna tell you something, Calypso. I, I am like the top supporter when it comes to Bryce mm-hmm. Duke. If yes. it was up to me, I would love Bryce Duke to play every single game. But mm-hmm. the, at this point, between Bryce Duke and Posuelo, Posuelo is, is sh- was showing out last season. Absolutely. In the li- in the little bit of time that he had with us, so. I, in a perfect world, to be honest, I wish that they both could play at the same time. That's what I I, I wish they could both play. It would be so good. Because Bryce, dude, he's a baller. He, yes, he's, he is. He, and he's only getting better. That one assist that he had in Montreal was amazing. How he yes. fucking nutmeg somebody. But yeah. like Bryce Duke, that kid is the future. And he yeah, needs to get more playing time. Let me tell but you they what they can play together. We don't need wings anymore. We don't we, we could play up the middle if we have Pozuelo and Duke. They could they could handle the rock. What are you gonna well, say, Chris? I, I so with Bryce Duke, you know what I noticed about him is he's super flashy. Like on every three, four plays, I see he's trying to not make some. He likes to express himself. He, and, like, he likes to I play with a little that, bit. I, I, I feel think like it's, that's Robert Taylor more than anything. Well, Robert, yeah, Robert does that too. But but Bryce Duke, I Neymar see him Light. all the time. Yes, he is Neymar Light. At least he's not Emerson. <laughs> At least he's not Emerson, right? <laughs> oh, oh, don't, don't hit Chris in the heart. That, oh. That's Chris's boy. Em- Emerson's great. But he, no, he's he, can not. Do, he can do, he's great at doing all the no, step overs and, and he can run and he does everything up until the part where you need to kick the ball. He has to score. The, yeah. <laughs> everything else is good except for that one important part about the scoring. That's kind that's of important. Typ- that's your typical Colombian. That's how Quadrado used to be also. <laughs> that's your typical True. Colombian. Yeah, I'm telling he, you. He will break people's ankles all night, but he needs to be able to turn that into goals. If he does this that, he will destroy the league. Yes, now, he would. There was there was an image going around today. Uh IMCF IMCF Traveler posted oh, it. It was uh account, yeah. the the Pozuelo cleats that he posted on Instagram. It was pink oh cleats. yeah. Body bags. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Am I the only one reading into that as uh he's coming back? Of course. Randomly no, posting I, a picture of pink cleats. I don't see any reason why he would leave. And I if I remember correctly, um Iguayan wore pink cleats too. Right, but like so, a random post that the day before the the medicals are, are coming in, training camp starts on Monday. Like yes, pink tra- yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. But now, and, and, it's, and, and he's in Miami. He's in Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now, and thinking about that, there's been no news about his signing. So, like, is he having discussions in the background, like with management? Like, hey, I so mean, what I'm, are we gonna do? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure they they would adjust his contract from based on what he had last year because. I don't remember the details of his deal last year, but I'm pretty sure it was a really short, like maybe one or two year thing, or maybe a one year, no, they, one year yeah, and a sign, out, an extension, and stuff like that. They just brought up the, the rest of the, the last part of his contract with Toronto because he was a free agent this year, regardless. Yeah, the yeah, contract. they have to, yeah, they have to finish his Toronto contract. So I'm pretty sure they're renegotiating. Things. He's probably, if anything, he's probably asking for a pay raise, if anything. Yeah, probably. I could see that definitely. So, so okay. So what we're saying is. He might be a DP if we bring him back. I Joseph say, Martinez might be a DP if we bring him back. And that mm-hmm. leaves us with one more DP. And you know what? This guy Pizarro is our third DP. I think that's the way they're probably going to do it, yeah. 
because we're not getting messy. We're definitely not getting messy. So we have to fill up that spot. We're not getting messy. It's just let's just like let's just like let that yeah, go now. No, I know. <laughs> he's 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 I already in, con- in in talks with another PSG contract. So let's just yeah, let I that know. ship sail. And apparently he was supposed to sign for Kansas City. Oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of um. No, you're not. You're thinking Ronaldo. Ronaldo, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think we should just let that go. It's fine. You so, don't really okay. need him. It's but, nice but to have get, him. Let's but, get into yeah. the Pizarro conversation then. Mm-hmm. So, Pizarro. so we're basically gonna have an Inter Miami mascot once again in the no, DP position no. in Pizarro. No, I think well, he'll that, play. No, I think he'll play. That's what I was gonna get into. We he this can't become a Blaze Matuidi thing. No, like, no Pizarro no. is way too young to just randomly have him be uh what was he's that also they were calling him? Uh, an, an ambassador. Yeah, he's, he's too young 20. to be an ambassador. He he got paid like they, they bought him for like 12 million dollars. Mm-hmm. They gave him a DP designation. Like he has to play. Now, do I want him starting? No. Do I think that if at one point he was good enough to get a DP spot, is he good enough to at least come in as a sub towards the end of games? Yes. Like he has to make get on the field. Like I'm not a fan of Pizarro by any means, but I think that he can help us out late in games, last 10, 15 minutes. If Indiana Vasilev was finding time on this team, Pizarro can find some time on this team at the end of the games as a, as a super sub because there's no way you can have this guy just going out to the bright line and taking pictures with people. Like, that can't <laughs> be what he's getting paid to do. That's more of a Blaze Matuidi thing, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, I can't imagine that they would do that to Pizarro. He has to get nah, on the field. That doesn't seem like so, he's going to vibe. This guy Pizarro scored a whole goal last year. A whole well, goal. Well, look, yeah. Was he, he playing he, look, much in Mexico? No, no, he wasn't he... playing much at, at Monterrey at all. Uh, he signed with an option to buy over there, alone and... with an option to buy. And they didn't take that option to buy, obviously. That's why we ended up getting him back. And you know, that has to hurt the ego. So I'm assuming he's going to be busting his ass to prove himself. He didn't make the national team that went to the World Cup for Mexico. Ooh. So right now, he, he he has a piece of humble pie, and I think he's going to bust his ass to play better. Now, obviously, just because you want to play better doesn't mean you will play better. But I do think that he's going to want to. He's going to be busting his ass to do so. And if we can't get rid of his contract, you got to let him see the field. Maybe don't start. But before Iguain got here, in the beginning of 2020, he was the face of the team. He wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily playing great, but I wouldn't say he was horrible either. He was just, okay, he's not necessarily what I expected in a DP, but he's, he wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen in the world either. So um, do I want him back? No. Do I want him as a DP? Hell no. But if we're forced to keep him in that designation, no, he can't be a mascot. No, he, no yeah. way he can be an ambassador. I think now that uh, I think now that Iguain's gone and the team has gotten better and we have a lot of new faces, I think he sh- at least I would assume he would have been more motivated to play and actually get better. And like you said, he did eat some humble pie. He only played I think with thirty games and scored one goal in uh, in in that loan spell. So it's like yes. he kind of has to like step his shit up and like get better. Yeah, thirty goals, uh, thirty points, thirty games, and he had one he- whole goal. He, he's yeah. not fast enough to play the wing, so you, you can't put him out of the wing. No. He, he would have to play in that 10 position, so I'm assuming he would be a super sub late to play a, a, as a cam. He, he's not necessarily a striker, so I mean, he would be in the midfield somehow. He, he can't play in the center midfield because he can't play defense for his life. And we so have you know what, the most Gregory fr- for that. And we have Mota. I'd rather have Bryce Duke out there than give Pizarro minutes, but mm-hmm. – well, the, the one thing, and before I get to you, Chris, the one thing that frustrated me the most about watching Pizarro play is kind of what Calypso just said about Emerson, is that he likes to dribble in circles. He mm-hmm. is a very flashy player. He dribbles in circles constantly, but he's not really going anywhere. Just because you're moving doesn't mean you're really progressing. Like, you're not really doing much. It yeah. looks cute, but it, it, it's not productive. Go ahead, Chris. What were you going to say? I just feel bad for Bryce Duke, man. Because if they bring, <laughs> yeah. if they yeah. bring yeah. if yeah. they bring him back and we got like yeah. two three cams, yeah. like I'm telling you right now, Bryce Duke's gonna be like at LAFC and they're just not never gonna get sanctioned ever. Mm-hmm. No, like, well you know Bryce, you know what's like Bryce Duke's gonna end up playing the wing like he did a couple games last year, completely out of position. Mm-hmm. 
but 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 they're gonna want him on the field, and that, that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have him playing out on the left left wing. I don't and know another player, and an, and another player, I kind of feel bad for is is Taylor because like he was he was good. He, he was, was good. I, I have a lot of respect for him Neymar as a player. Life. Super humble. <laughs> he was a super humble player, from what I could yeah. from what I could tell. Works He's hard. super skilled. He he doesn't he doesn't back down on defense. And you know that's another player who's going to be losing up a lot of minutes as well. So I mean, this Pizarro guy. I mean, get him out of here. Coco I mean, John, out of yeah. here. <laughs> you got to wheel a Coco John out. Um, <laughs> I think um definitely Taylor could be that super sub that we need. If we're down, like maybe we're one or if we need a late goal, something like that. Robert <laughs> Taylor, like a, he's definitely Indiana that Vasilev kind of goal. He, he he would he would be our <laughs> new Indiana Vasilev. He comes in and just changes the game. He comes in and like I would say the 70th minute, but we're realistic it's gonna be 80th minute because it's full yeah. number. I don't know why. Oh, why he does that shit? Very late. Yeah, he does the latest. Oh, eight, ten minutes left. Let's change it up. Like now, nah, bro. Yeah, you need to do that fast. That's the one thing I would hey. say about. It worked oh, against no. Minnesota with uh, Indiana. That's that's the thing, but you can't rely. On, you can't rely yeah. on that. You gotta well, be you proactive. Know you know what's funny, uh, man? I wish I had the stat. We scored an incredible amount of goals after the seventy fifth minute last year. Mm-hmm. Like it was an insane amount of goals, and I think it was like three or four goals in the first like 15, 20 minutes all season. Like it was ridiculous how well yeah. we. And I remember we had this discussion on the podcast last year. Like, is it that? We credit it to maybe fatigue on the defenders on the other team, or is it that Phil Neville's actually pulling the right strings late in the games? Like, because it seemed like late game heroics every year. Cardiac herons is what everybody was calling mm-hmm. him, right? Yep. So it, I don't know. Is, is it after all? Does it not being a coincidence? Is it that Phil Neville keeps pulling the right strings? Because it was the substitutes that kept scoring the goals. It was, but I just really need to see that change, right? Because there were some games like, yes, yeah, so we did come from behind and score like goals, but there were some times where a sub earlier, ten minutes earlier, could have saved us. So it's like two sides of the same coin. Like it could, it could work really well when it works well, and when it doesn't work well, it's 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 heart crushing. So yes, it is. It, you're living life on the edge there when you do stuff like that. You're you're living on the red line. So you can't always like that. Can't be a strategy. It's to live on the edge like that. You have to be more proactive. At least I feel so. So, Chris, uh, you were going to tell me uh, we had an official signing today. Yes. We had, uh, what was his name? Um, Your boy Italian Stallion, a.k.a. Argentinian <laughs> Nicola Sa Stefanelli. Stefanelli. That's Stefanelli, there we or, go. Apparently Stefanelli. his name is Chicho, apparently. Chicho, Chicho. that's his, that's his uh, nickname? Uh, according to Wikipedia, yeah. What? <laughs> Chicho? Okay. Yeah. So, Chicho. So Chicho's another Coco Jean because he is a hybrid striker, wing. We don't know and what everything. he is. He's a five-tool player. Can, he plays it all. he can get off a plane nice, safe, and, and actually play for us. <laughs> yeah. Put us bubble wrap, please. Yeah, because we don't know what happened. And we also are close to signing the left back, Argentinian left back. What's his name? Franco. Oh, man, I forgot his name also. I know you're talking Negri- about, yeah. Negri- yeah, he got – he got um. Not announced, but like he was rumored. Like it was like they came out a couple weeks ago that he was rumored with us. Now, man, I want to say it was Franco Negri, something like that. Franco Negri, yes, yeah. Yeah. There we go. So he plays left back, left mid, probably left back. Now our defense, I think, was obviously a very um, it was a weakness of ours. But I think Yedlin. Did well on the, as a right back, right? I think I think yes, that that he, spot he is solidified. Yeah, left back. We've been screaming and yelling for Noah Allen, but yeah, you know, because we feel like he can produce a lot offensively, maybe defensively, he won't improve us on our back line. He he, Noah Allen. I I want Noah Allen to improve, but he didn't. The, the few games that he did play, he did get kind of exposed. I oh bad. yeah, he got super exposed. He got I mean, ex- you got it. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll love for him though. He, he lives right down the street from me. Like I, I'm, it is. I'm from. I'm living in the Pepper Pines area. Yeah. So he he lives really close to me. But yeah, there were some games where I watched it, and a few days he got exposed really bad. Right. And, and, and that's why like, saying that as far as offensively, he would bring a lot in that position. Yes. Yes. And it's like sickening to watch because like you see him and he's a kid and it's like oh yeah I feel I just really got bad destroyed and it's like you see the potential there right you yeah. can tell that he's a hell of a player. But he just doesn't have the experience under him to play aggressive. Well, he, it's either he plays too aggressive on defense or he lightens up too much on defense. And that just opened him up for a ton of exposure. 
He's probably some muscle too. He's he's yeah. kind of small. That's the only thing. So I and I said the same thing about um um Romeo Beckham. That kid could ball, but I, I was at the game one time. I was, I went to a few of the um, Inter Miami two games. Um, if you guys haven't gone yet or any lessons haven't gone yet, please do. Um, it's real fun. Five dollar tickets, really nice. Real oh, chill nice. Vibe. Um, and we went there, and it was one game where he just got like hockey checked into the boards. Like it was bad. Like <laughs> he was going after the ball, and dude came and just hit him. I'm like damn, bro, you gotta, you gotta, you're kind of skinny. You gotta hit the gym, bro. Got a hundred pounds soaking wet for real. Like, and you know, and he's tall. He's tall as shit. Like people don't realize, but he? he's very. He tall. does look very tall. He's tall and lanky. Yes, he's kind yeah, of he's, like, he's like a mini Breck shape, just tall and lanky for no reason, bro. So he, he needs to he needs to hit the gym and put on some weights, and he'll be ball. Well, well, our defensive back line needed some help. I think we're good with Yedlin on the as a right back. Franco Negli on the left back, I think would be solid. My favorite part of bringing in a left back so we can move McVeigh to center back because I know McVeigh. Get him out of there. He, he kind of um, held his own out at left back. And I didn't like him back there. I thought when he the few games he played at center back, he played a lot better. So if you move him in at center back, we have Negri left back, Yerlin right back, McVeigh center back, and we have that one center back spot still open. Now, Damian Lowe, I thought was a little inconsistent. Don't forget, LGP is right? still on our roster. LGP is, is, yes, he is still on our roster. He's on loan still. Oh, shit. Out in Argentina, no? Yes. But he is still officially on our roster. But he's not okay. Well, he's not coming back, at least not for the beginning of the season. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just saying he's still <laughs> on the roster. <laughs> so we still cooking. Yep. So for the he's... time being, Damian Lowe, I guess, would be next to McVeigh. Some yes. people are saying Sailor. I honestly am praying, and some people are saying he's gonna end up in Europe. Praying that we get Alexander Kayans. If we can get Alexander Kayans, he's top five center back in the league. If we can get him next to McVay, all of a sudden, our back line is strong. We turn that weakness into a strength real quick, in my opinion. If we can show up with Negrit on the left back, McVay moving into center back, and we can get in Kayans, that's it. I feel like our, we have a uh, above average back line. Well, and Calypso, I have a question, because mm -hmm. we've always wanted to get the opinions of other people as well about uh, Mabika and Lowe, like mm -hmm. out of the two, out of the two center backs that we've been playing heavily last season, like which one of them two do you think really offer us uh, a more solid play in the center back position? A hundred percent, Damiela. Hundred percent, Mabika. He's on the rise. He's good. Um, I and I did the same thing with Drake Calendar. I wrote him off initially because oh. seeing him preseason, it wasn't great. And I did. Yeah. I said the same thing about Drake Calendar. But they've both improved a lot. Um, I don't think um, Mabika's there yet, but he is getting there. He's still very young. Um, yeah. but he's still. He seems like, like such a nice kid. He is one of the nice guys. He yeah. looks. He looks like such a nice kid. Like out of the, the the all the players I've seen, for some reason he just stands out to me. Like man, this kid looks like he's so nice. But when I see him playing, I feel like he looks so goofy. And, he, and he I don't feels mean that very like, yeah. Way. But like, yeah, it's almost like he's lost out there. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, is it because he's so tall? I don't know what it is. But I, I, I rather I like him as a depth player, like as a backup. When we have like a lot of games coming up because we have the mm -hmm. open cup or whatnot, come into those games. I am 100 with it. But consistently being a starter, I, I'd rather not have Mabika as a consistent yeah. starter. Uh, yeah, I'd rather I, I would. Have I'd rather and... have Low. He has more experience, and I think they're around the same height. Because I actually met Damian Low at a game, and he's tall as shit. Like he I'm six tall. one, and he towered over me. <laughs> like he's, he's fucking tall. He's like a good like uh, six 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 eight. Um, Mabika's are also six six. So like we got some tall ass defenders. So I think Mabika can learn a lot from Low, being a tall lanky defender just like him. I yes. think he can learn a lot from Low. Right now, Daniel I think Low is six four. They're six four. Okay, but I, I, just, I don't know. There's a picture on my Twitter, and he looks way taller than me, and I'm six one. He looks way. He looks like a whole head taller than me. Um, and Mabika's even taller than that. No, I know Mabika's huge. Yeah, um, I think he's one of the only players that wears like a large or an extra large. Everybody else was medium. That's what they are. Uh, Six seven. Was, 
Six, six, seven. Seven. That's insane, bro. Yo, he, I don't know why he played soccer for Kentucky. He should have played fucking basketball. Yes, he should. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, yeah, he went to Kentucky. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. I saw a picture. He was there. Um, he was watching the basketball game, and they put him on the big screen. And everything. It's an Inter Miami defender. It was great. Um, oh. but I think that I think Mabika's definitely the future after Low, because you know Low's getting up there in age. He, he ain't he ain't no spring chicken. So I think he's like the next in line after Damian Low. Eventually leaves, then Mabika would be a good sign up. And he was another, he was one of the, remember, keep in mind, we got him from the draft. Um, we got some other players in the draft. We had a goalkeeper from the draft. Um, this, uh, this last draft, I forget his name, but we did get a goalkeeper in our first round because we only had two picks. Um, but I think the future is really good for Inter Miami. With yeah, these some signings. people were, some people were asking, like, why did we go goalkeeper in the draft? And you know what? I don't mind going goalkeeper. Just because it's something that maybe we can develop, kind of like mm-hmm. Drake Calendar. Yeah, Drake Calendar was developed because um, you you hope that Drake Calendar, the way he's playing, eventually people in Europe or, or somewhere else are going to want to pay, pay for him and buy him, right? Mm-hmm. And because usually that's the goal when you're in MLS to get the eye of somebody in Europe and go over there. So, so what you're hoping is is that you want to develop, right? We want our academy t- or, or our our Miami too. To be good enough to develop these players so that when our players get good enough to go over to Europe, we have these developed players that come in and take over. So I don't mind them drafting a goalkeeper and trying to develop them. Like, to me, it didn't bother me at all. I know some people were like, oh, we should have drafted a defender or something else. I mean, I was okay look, with the look where we were in the draft. We were 18th in the draft. And like, all, it's a, a crapshoot at that point. Yeah. And I, and I was actually watching it live. And I think the first 10 draft picks they were traded for. So, like, I think Orlando had, like, four picks in the first round because they just kept throwing money at people. And, like, we need the picks. We need the picks. Like, they were just trading up like crazy. We were just sitting back like, eh, everybody's going to fight and squabble over this pick and this pick. Like, the first seven picks were just, like, well, well, first we have uh, Charlotte, but then Charlotte gave money to this team. And <laughs> yeah. they were just like Pam throwing and, money. Pam and Bam and all that. It's all over the place. <laughs> as soon as someone's in the car, they're like, now nah, we're good. And they would sell their spot and uh, that. So we're, and we're just waiting. Like, you know what? Give me that guy. Yeah, sure. We'll do well, you know, whatever. I wonder, do you think they picked him up for like a trade asset maybe? I mean, uh, that's the only thing I can think a young of. Goalkeeper? I, I don't think so. I, no I, just, I actually just learned, I swear, I looked at the website to look at the coaches, and there's two goalkeeper coaches. Is that mm-hmm. normal? As far as there's two, two I, I have I have no idea. That, that's a um, great question. I have to no have idea. two full time goalkeeper coaches. Maybe I would assume there's one a, of the assistant coach, but we, we yes, have there, yeah. on the main roster. I think we have like in total four because we have Calendar, Dos Santos, actually, Dos Santos. We have the new guy, and then we have Marsman. Yeah. So I mean, we have four goalkeepers right now. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? That might be the play. What, what do you guys think is the single biggest need of, on this roster right now? A, a proven scorer, because it's it was at, it was first it was Iguain, then it was Pizarro, then other people would score. I think we need an out and right. Like this is the guy you that's going. You don't think Cam, you don't think Campana is that guy? I mean, he fell off after the whole situation with Gonzalo. He scored his hat trick and he was scoring goals, and then his production fell immediately. Then well, it he, had got in, to... he did get injured. He yeah, did, you know, hundred percent. No, yeah. he, he was injured for like the whole like I would say last third of the season. He was he was like yeah. plagued injuries. He was Which that I, sucks. That it, sucks. It, it, it sucks. And I know he he was trying really hard. So and and on top of that, World Cup, yeah. And he and he yeah, and he didn't get on the Ecuadorian team, which would, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was heartbreaking for him. Yeah. So I, I hope he's motivated even more to come back and be like, okay, now it's my spot. Now I, I got to kill it. Now I got to kill because I don't have to worry about, oh, gun, now I'm taking Iguain's spot and, da, 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 and there's this drama and well, there's I mean, shots at him in the stands. Joseph, Joseph Martinez coming in, I don't know. That's a, And if he does, then they can they, they can be that talent that works together and be scoring goals you think, like crazy. You, you think they'll play with two strikers up top? Look, I'm not. I'm. I'm I, not I, I would single it out. I'm not gonna say no, but it could be interesting. There might be some times where we might not. We might have to, depending on injuries and suspensions. Because no, 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 let's play. Our midfield's constantly getting suspended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gregory's a. But I like that. So let, let's play fantasy soccer a second. So we got Campana and Joseph Martinez up top. We got Pozuelo right behind them as the cam pulling the strings. 
then behind that, we have center midfield. We got Mota and Bryce Luke. And Oof. then playing CDM, we got Gregory. And then we got uh, Negri left back, Yedlin right back, McVay center back, Kayan center back, and then Drake Callender as a goalie. Tell me we're not winning the cup. I mean, I'm I'm liking that squad. We can beat most teams with that squad, 100%. I mean, that, that squad sounds sexy to me. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I, I it, I'm it's goals. Now. It we sounds can, like we, goals. We can beat most teams with that squad. I'd say maybe a team like maybe New York, Philly will give us some trouble. Um, I'm literally schedule now. Um, maybe Austin. Austin had a really good season last season. We play Austin was, LA. Austin, Austin was awesome. We play. Yeah, yeah we Austin play them in July. Super scary team. Super scary. <laughs> yeah, we play them in July at home. Actually, we actually. Oh wow, we actually play them at home. Um, we play Charlotte think- at home. Do you guys think that it's going to be a disadvantage now that all the games are at nighttime and we no longer have – I mean, we played a lot of nighttime games last year. But usually, like, for example, the Miami Dolphins, it's like it's a huge advantage when you're playing in Miami because some teams aren't used to playing in that heat, right, in the, yeah. in the middle of the summer. Now that all the games are at nighttime, I feel like that has gone away. Like, are you guys at all worried of the fact that we have no more home field advantage as far as that goes? I mean, you have to keep in mind that – that, that can also be a detriment because, you know, both players are playing on the same field. If it's hot as hell every day and players about to damn near pass out, that could be tough for us too. No, for sure. But you would you would assume at least that the Miami players would be more accustomed to it because they have yes. to deal with it on a consistent basis. Kind of like mm. when you go play in Colorado. If you're playing in Denver yeah. or any type of sport, you, the, that's a home field advantage because you're not used yes, to that yeah. altitude, that the thin air, like you got to catch your breath and all that yeah. other stuff. So yeah, I think it was our, home field advantages. Well, yeah, I think I was our goalkeeper who said he's he's only been to Florida once. The one we <laughs> yes, he's yes, been to Florida right. once, <laughs> and it was, it was in like Tampa. Tampa. Yes, yeah. Yeah. he's like, does he remember? He's like, I think it was Tampa, and he's I forget where he's from, but uh, yeah, he's been to Florida one time, and that was it. So, um, we got some place I gotta recommend. Yeah, that first week it's gonna be murder because they're gonna it's gonna be hot. You know, that cold front is gone by now, so. They kind of have to get used to this heat, and hopefully, I'm pretty sure Phil Novo and every and the whole staff would account for that and everything. Well, Calypso, you were just looking at the schedule, and the one okay, thing yeah. I I don't know if we're I don't know if we're gonna get to schedule talk here, right? Like, go but, for it. We're 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 we're, we're down on the topics. Well, so you, you I remember you asked me earlier, right? Like, what is it that I, that we look forward to the most, right? We talked about a couple of the games, right? Like the Orlando game, that's gonna be huge, but. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'm really, really either worried about or really looking forward to is that the last seven games in our schedule are all against Eastern Conference opponents. Yes, that's going to be... That, that is that, colossal. That's actually good because... We control uh, our fate. That's the thing, yeah, because you saw how it was last season, how yes. we had to play a lot of teams. Like We had to play like Bread Bowl and... Even um, that game that got that got moved because of Open Cup for Orlando, yes, that actually helped us because we had to beat certain teams, and even if we tied or dropped points, stuff like that, it helped us either way, yes, and that's how did. we got into the playoffs in in a pretty decent seating. We weren't even the last seed. Orlando was the last seed because of the trap. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Orlando Orlando barely slipped in there in the last. Barely, they barely got in there in the la- in the last because they were losing that game against Columbus. I remember I was watching the score the whole time on my phone yeah. during the game, and they barely got it. And Columbus was known for giving up late goals. Yeah, so that was I, a bad game. I was, it was, and I was watching Columbus whole season. Every game, they would just give up late goal after yes. late goal after late goal. They were the opposite of us. So I had a feeling that might happen. So that something like this, we have Toronto, Orlando, New York, Chicago, Cincinnati, and Charlotte. Um, and, and even before that, we have Atlanta. Yes. Alternating each home and away. Yeah. That can help us a lot because in September we play LA and Kansas City and they're, yeah. they're in the Western Conference. So th- that's actually, I think, really good because uh, uh, even a, a tie here, a tie there, that can help us gain maintain. points. Maintain that spot yeah. that we need to be at the end of the season like how we did last year. Yes. Well, what are you looking forward to, Danny, in terms of, you know, schedule? I I don't know about... I was was pulling up the schedule right now because I I was curious as to what games I'm looking forward to going because I I like to travel. Now, Calypso, you're part of Vice City, correct? Yes. 
Do you travel with the team or, or, or to away games? So me personally, I do not travel. I, I've only been to one away game, and that was the Open Cup game against Miami. <laughs> that was the one. That's the one away hey, game. That's I've traveling. Been to. That's traveling. I traveled. That is. Um, but go. I haven't been able to go to any Inter Miami away games. I used and to for be you, away. it's definitely traveling because that's Broward. Yes. For us, we're like at home. Yeah, exactly. So it was like it was like a ten minute drive for me. I was straight. I know that was but, um, so nice, man. I wish I was like. It was, yeah, it was nice just to go down the street. But yeah, um, that was the only. I haven't been able to travel out of the state, um, so it was really so. Hopefully this season I'll be able to go to at least like maybe an Orlando or an Atlanta game, or yeah. at least anything on the East Coast works for me. But um, yeah, there's some really good games that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to playing some teams that we haven't played yet, like Austin home. That's gonna be interesting. They're, I'm pretty. I know their supporters will travel. That'll be and, really and Austin and Austin is a great team. It's the first time they come down to Miami. Now we start off against Montreal. Montreal was a pretty decent team last year, but they fall off over the off season. They, yeah, they lost, they lost their coach. So all of a sudden, that that game turned into from interesting to like, okay, I think we can get that game. Then we got Philadelphia. That's a, that's a that's a challenging game at home. That's a tough game. Philly's a good yeah. team. And then we travel to New York, but. New York is, I don't know what's going on over there. They might They're lose their merit, too. Everybody. Max yeah, Morales left. Alexander, mm-hmm. Alexander Kynes left. Sean Johnson is linked to either go to Europe or Toronto. Like, yeah. they're going to be depleted. Oh, I don't know about the Toronto. Wow, that's, that'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, and then speaking of Toronto, then we play against Toronto. So, uh, I have a feeling that we have a chance to have a pretty decent start to the season because what killed us last year is that after the first five or six games of the year. five games, of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was five games where we only had one point, right? That first draw. If it's not Mm -hmm. for those first five games, we end up on the top half of the playoffs, maybe even a home playoff game. Mm -hmm, So we need to start off good this season. And looking at our schedule, obviously anything can happen. But Montreal doesn't look like that strong. Philly obviously is going to be challenging, but luckily it's a home game. And then you got New York, Toronto, Chicago. Like, I think we have a chance to start off a lot better than we did last year because last year we started off – was it the second game was like in Austin and we got our ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So, that was the five uh, one game, yeah. Yeah, but you so, know uh, but you know the beginning of the season when we when we had that, you know, when we were getting blasted those first five games, that was kind of the time when Phil Neville was kind of figuring things thank out. Yeah. So so Great that, point. that's that, what I was gonna say next. Good job. We do have to question that as well, but now it's where all eyes are on Phil Neville. Mm-hmm. You got the whole season with guys yep. that you've been used to. So what are you gonna do now? Yeah, I think now it's gonna be the decision that makes or breaks him because I I was I was saying this all that season and Bernie, my co-host, he he was on the hate level on the front of a hate train. He wanted him gone. He he was yeah. like, nope, get him out. I'm like, I would. Well, he he's turning it around. We in a higher seed than we did with Diego Alonso because in, in that year we made it as the 11th seed. We made a play in. Yeah, that was bullshit. We, that doesn't count. Yeah, even though I like to about it to our defense because it pisses them off but whatever <laughs> i know it doesn't really count i just like to piss them off and if, but, you, um, and if you go to a game calypso if you go to orlando you let me know because i'll go out there too because i was supposed to oh, go last yeah. year yeah but it got rained out yeah no, no, it no, they played it but luckily you didn't go because that game didn't end till like one in the morning yeah, yeah and then you have to drive all the way back so i was glad i didn't go to that game but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I, I think phil Novo now is the year where we got to get to see what he's made of he has a yeah. team that for the most part, is what he wanted. You know, there's still some players like Pizarro and LGP that are lingering around from the from the older seasons. But for the most part, he's worked with Chris Henderson. He's told Chris Henderson, "This is what I need." And for and pretty much Chris Henderson is like, "All right, this is what you need." He uses his connections because he's got a lot of connections. He knows a lot of people. He's been in the game for a while. He's and not only that in the as a Swindorf, but as a player, he played in the MLS eons ago. He he yeah. played one year in, in for the fusion. He played for us back in the day. So yeah. he, he 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 knows how the league works and he has connections and he knows what's what he's gonna what's gonna happen. So I think now we, is the we, make or break year for Phil Level. We got Morgan on here. He asked, What are your thoughts in all this craziness? Now I'm not sure what craziness he's uh he's referring to. But I'm, I love it. maybe maybe all the, the rumors going on right now with Joseph Martinez. Uh, we did touch up on that in the beginning. But just to, to bring that back real quick, we I think we all it was a consensus. We're all hoping that Joseph Martinez comes on board. Now we we're a little more reluctant to give him a DP spot, not because of uh, his production, because we discussed his production. 
he's been producing, right? 12 starts, nine goals, eight, four assists. Like, he's producing. But his personality is a hothead. We don't know how that's going to work. We don't know about giving him a DP spot when Pizarro supposedly still going to take a DP spot. So um, that w- those were our thoughts on the craziness. And, um, you know. I think Phil Nova would have had those personality. Phil Nova doesn't seem like the guy that takes a lot of shit. He's yeah, very he like, he he's very like, no, listen to me, motherfucker. Like he 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 will. I think he if um Joseph if, if Joseph kind of steps out of line, I think he'll put him in check. Yeah. And for me, I, I'm not craziness. as big. I want I, it. All. I'm not as big of Phil Neville hater as, as everybody else is. Yeah. For the simple fact that, I mean, what did we want last year? Most people, right? Most of the experts. What did they have us ranked? 11th, 10th in the East? Mm-hmm. We made the playoffs. With, with like two or three games left in the season, we still had a chance at a home playoff game, like if things yeah. would have gone right. Yep. How many people had that? Nobody had that going on right now. So for that fact, I, I think that he's given – he should take a lot of credit for that. Um, you know, if, if we don't make the playoffs this year or we don't make it above the 6th seed because, I mean, we were 6th seed last year, Okay, yeah. maybe we can have that conversation, but I, I think he he earned to be back this year because of that playoff appearance and because of the way we improved. I mean, it's I not like he, he was stubborn. Fame. Yeah, it's not like he was stubborn and stuck to those tactics of just playing up the wings. As soon as yeah. we got Pozuelo, he's like, you know what? We got Pozuelo now. We up. can play up the middle. The Let's middle, change yeah. it up. So he adapted also. So you can't just say he's stubborn and didn't adapt. I I, I think that he gets a lot more slack than he deserves. Is he the best? Does is do I no, question sometimes his, his starting 11? I question his starting 11 a lot, usually, mm-hmm. honestly. Do I question his late substitutions? Yeah, sometimes Absolutely. I wish he would substitute. But how many coaches have you met that you're happy with 100% of the time? Hey, yeah, 100%, yeah. And um, there's actually a Taylor Tuomity that I just found here. This actually um, pertains to what we're talking about. So this, this tweet reads, Inter Miami FC can't make a move on Joseph unless they move a DP. Campana... Gregory and Pizarro are their DPs, according according to this tweet. If Pizarro comes back from Mexico, he wants to play now that Iguain is gone, then he has to move one to fit Joseph. Does Atlanta take Pizarro? Ooh. <laughs> That's the interesting part of that tweet. A trade? No, you think that would work? No, no way Atlanta takes Pizarro. What if they did? I mean, look, you think that? Hey, look, they're not, they're if not, they did, they're not. They're not look, staying with Joseph. Please. Joseph said he's not going to stay there. Hey, take but him, if, and I'll give you Marsman like, also. Let's do take it. Yeah, take Marsman too. Take Marsman with Coco Jean. Take Coco Jean too. If you're taking Pizarro, go ahead. Take Coco Jean. Take Marsman. Who else you want? You want Emerson? I'll give you Emerson also. No, no, no. Keep Emerson. Keep Emerson. Keep Emerson. Shout out Chris. I'm the shot at Chris. I know. No, nah, he, he can that dribble two people. I'll take that. No, this but is, yeah, no. If, yeah, that's if, interesting. If that is on the table at all, for sure, you do that immediately. Yeah, easy. That's an easy trade. Easy. Joseph Martinez, it, look, if Pisado's going to take up one of our DPs anyway, go ahead, trade him away and give that DP spot to Joseph Martinez. It was going to be a DP spot that we felt wasn't going to be used. Give it to Joseph Martinez 100%. I, I you got me excited, Eclipse. So right at that, the end of the that'll episode, be you got me really excited. Hey, that's Taylor Twelman's tweet. So if you want to blame anybody, blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to see that on my feed. Um. So anything else for the people? Either one of you guys? Ventanita, are you guys going to be on anytime soon? Uh, yes, we are. The reason why we kind of stopped as much because uh, mostly Bernie was having trouble with his computer, so we're working on that. And mostly it was mostly like a trial one, just to see how we were fitting in, how everything worked, and the format, and everything. So we weren't like too crazy about like doing an episode every day or, or every week, just when we needed yeah. to, and when we had time. You know, he, I, when we started the podcast, I had just gotten a new job, and he is a teacher, so, so schedules right. are all over the place. <laughs> How similar is that with us? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I also so work at a school. Oh, nice. Um, both my as well, and my brother. I come from a whole family of teachers. Oh, um, so we're we're working on that, and you know now my schedule is mellowed out, and I'm. And the school years, because my my job works with schools, not working out of school, but it, it's school related. It's okay. um, but since it's slow now, it's it's good now. So we're working on that. He's getting his um situation fixed, and when the season starts, then we're going back up and recording. Hey man, I, I still think that. you guys have the best name out there. 
<laughs> that was all. I will admit that was all Bernie's idea. That was hundred percent Bernie. It's, it's an awesome name, La Ventanita. If anybody here, anybody listening, just for their name, give them. Just a name alone. But yeah, yeah he, um, he, he literally hit me up at the blue one time. Once he was like, "Yeah, I want to start a podcast," and you're the only one I can think of started with. So let's let's do it. And he thought the name and everything. I do the recording, and he sound, he made the YouTube channel. So it, he, it's mostly his idea, and we worked on it together. And yeah, I think it's awesome. working really well. Um, and we have really good discussions, stuff like that. And we're going to be recording a lot more episodes and being more consistent. Now, we've done a little try run because like, I wasn't really taking it that serious. It was like, hey, let's just try it out, see how it works, and then go from there. Yeah. So I think that's what we're doing. And we're going to be doing awesome. a lot more episodes that's coming up this season. Well, we really appreciate you giving us your time yes. today. And, um, you know, uh, we've seen you at the stadium. We're season ticket holders also. You know, we're always exactly. there. We always see you over there with Will and all of them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know Will. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Twenty plus years, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually met him when um we even Bernie, uh, me, him, Bernie, Julian, the guy that was on the drums. We used to be Miami FC supporters, and we switched. Yeah, and I know. He, he used to tell me for that. to go out to. Yeah, he used to come all the yeah. time to go out to IU for those games. I, it, so, yeah. hey, I'm not gonna give anybody shit. I used to be an NYCFC supporter before Inter Miami came into existence. I actually have but, a red because I'm a jersey collector. I used to work at a jersey store. So I have a f- old Philly jersey because you know we ha- we had we didn't have a team for so long, so yeah, I would exactly. just, like I would just collect random jerseys. That I thought because so I still have a Philly jersey, I have a Red Bulls jersey because when we lost the Fusion, I became a Metro Stars fan because <laughs> I had yeah. family because I had family in New York. So I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, whatever. Uh, before that's they rebranded how- to Red Bull. And that's how I became an NYCFC fan because I wasn't really into uh, club soccer. That mm. much, especially not domestically here in the in the United States. But then I was like, you know what? I kind of want to watch domestic soccer. It's the off season over there in Europe, and I was mm. like, and I found out that New York was going to get a team. I'm a New Yorker. I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll get into it with NYCFC 2015, and then mm. 2018 came around. All of a sudden, Inter Miami's going to have a team, and I was like, all right, home yeah, team and, finally. And that's one of the things that um, I feel that people give MLS a bad rap on. Like, and that was one of the things that people would talk to us when Vice City came around. I was like, especially on Twitter, like, oh, it's a new team. How are you guys, like, diehard fans? Like, we've been wanting this for so long. Like, you're wearing a, it's a, you're wearing a Miami Fusion jersey right now. Like, I had a yep. Valderrama poster in my, on my wall back in the day. Oh, like, this is a Valderrama jersey. Yeah. I, I, we've been, pe- people don't understand how we've been wanting this for so long that we finally have it. We're gonna go all in because that's how Miami sure. fans are. We we either don't care or we're all in. We're, yeah. There's no one between <laughs> with Miami fans because everybody's yeah. from somewhere else and they already have their uh, their their own teams and they rather support their own teams and they bring that down here. But now we have something that we can build from scratch from day one from 2020. You got to see all my scars back there from back when we started, and so we can build something from scratch and make it however we want, and we don't have to just like follow somebody else's rules or do whatever like the other team is doing. We can just do what we want and do with the Miami way, the South Florida. And, yes. and, and I like that it's like a new, um, it's just a new team, a new community that's growing together. Like, look, Chris mm-hmm. wasn't into soccer before Inter Miami yeah, came around. And and look, he, he's, he's dive, he dove in head first. His son is an addict now. Like yeah. they're all, that family's all in and like, it's just, and it's going to keep growing and it's nice to get in here from the, from the, uh, ground floor, and we're gonna just grow with it, which is awesome. Exactly, that, and that's I, exactly I what, it. and that's exactly what. Not only people just like me, but other people in Vice City. That's that was their whole thing. It was like, we're we're gonna do it our way. We're gonna do what we feel is right. We're not gonna do it the cookie cutter way. How, not not ragging on the team, but like Miami is a different place from other from other places. Yes, even even from all the places in Florida. Yeah, like, even from like Orlando and Tampa and Jacksonville and Tallahassee, we're completely different from all those things. So why not show and prove? what Miami is and how we do things when, especially when it comes to a sport that we all love down here. And listen, just so the listeners know, if you want good coverage of inner Miami, you check out La Ventanita. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, one of the reasons why, and another reason why we started the podcast is like a lot of my friends, like one of my personal friends, they aren't that into soccer, which is fine. It is what it is. That's just, you know, that's how I am. I'm, I'm yeah. a gamer. So most people, most of my friends don't even like sports. So La Ventanita is like, especially on the Twitter account, I'm the one that runs the Twitter account. 
Oh, so, right. I'm usually the run. Bernie has it too, but I'm usually the one on this talking. It's just a way for me to shit post over into my IB and not yeah. my friends. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all I see it as. I get to shit post about into my IB all day and I don't have to worry about my friends. Like, Damn, I keep talking about soccer again. <laughs> uh, the, like, I'll talk to so- my friends about soccer and they have no idea what the fuck's going on. Well, so I get to shit I- post on there all day. <laughs> And I love the community. So, and and it's a good thing that we a lot of people come together and we get to talk mm-hmm. about it and and have fun during the games. And and this is this is a really cool experience. It was it was really awesome to have you on, have mm-hmm. a different perspective, especially from you know because you know it's always good to get somebody else's expertise on 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 the game on the game exactly. and on the matter. All right. Well, before we head out, just one last random question I just saw here. Thank you, guys. One more question. What are your thoughts on I am traveling? It depends. If he buys me tickets, <laughs> then we good. All right. No, traveler, no traveler follow, is follow his probably, account. I think traveler, tickets. traveler is probably like the account to follow when it comes to into Miami stuff. He, I got um, to hit up Traveler, see if he'll come on the show. Yeah, yeah, you have you have to keep his information because I know he likes to keep his privacy, which is totally fine. But of that course. guy has he, he yeah. got he has info like, and I know people that work on the staff. That guy has more info than I do. And I talk. I to picture staff that guy with like in the shadow with the Carmen San Diego, <laughs> right? He's just like chilling there, and then like I feel like when we have him on the podcast, he's just gonna be like in the darkness, like how yeah, I'm gonna have to modulate his podcast. voice. You put him in witness protection, man. Hey, like, hey, hey traveler, if you're listening out there, I'll, whatever you got to do, we'll, we'll make it happen. Just come on. No, yeah, no, traveler is the guy. Him and. Him for like actual good info, and then the burner account, the Inter Miami burner account for shit yeah, posts. No, that guy's that's fire. the guy to go to. That guy's fire, bro. He, 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 he goes a little, he goes a little ham sometimes, and that's fine. Yeah. But that's part of the spice, and it's funny. Yes, it is. Those, those two accounts, those are the two main accounts. Oh, oh, besides, also, of course, if you had yes. to choose anybody else, those two accounts. They're, they're um Alex uh, Winley. She's really good with really good yeah. reporting. Michelle, uh, she's really good with reporting. If you need actual news and info. Karen Outlet, Michelle Rodriguez, they're they're good people to follow. That's where I get all of my information from. Well, with that, that was episode number 27, episode number one of 2023. Season's just kicking off. Rumors are just kicking off. I'm sure by the time we record next week, we're going to have a couple more signings, a couple more rumors to go over. And I'm just excited, man. It's almost that time. February 25th, where we're like, what, 40-some-odd days away? I'm excited. Almost there. And then preseason training camp soon. starts on Monday on the 9th. We got the first preseason game coming up in a week or two. The first preseason game is on January 21st. So it's coming. So with that, thank you guys for listening until the end. And we will catch you guys next week. Have a nice Give week. me tickets, traveler. <laughs> I'll DM them right now.